Good morning, ladies. Um, as Sandy said, I'm going to talk to you all today about um, teaching our children compassion, both in general and specifically at the holidays. I feel like it sounds echoey, but it could be wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I, the microphone messes me up every time. Um, Anyway, so the verse that guided my talk today is Colossians 3.12, which I think both of the other speakers have also touched on. It's, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, humility, gentleness, and patience. Compassion is defined as concern at the misfortune of another, coupled with the desire to help. Or as a deep awareness of the suffering of another paired with the wish to relieve it. We all know the golden rule. It's treat others as you wish to be treated. Uh, I feel like I tell my children this all the time right now. Um, it comes from Matthew seven twelve, which states, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law of the prophets. Luke six thirty one echoes this with as And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Like I said, we have talks with our children about this a lot right now. Um, For example, my older daughter, she's very sweet, and I feel like I'm tattling on her when I tell you guys things that she does. But, you know, she's four, and we're all still learning. Um, For every mistake she makes, I'm sure I make hundreds. But um, my older daughter recently told one friend that she liked another friend better than her. Um, The little girl she slighted came up to me at the park in tears that my daughter had said that to her. And of course, I was horrified. It was in front of all the other moms. And (laughs) they're not perfect, and neither am I. So, (laughs) Um, But, you know, I said, okay, I'm very sorry. That happened. Let's go talk to Macy and see, you know, kind of what the deal was. (laughs) Um, So we went up to my daughter, and I asked her how would it, you know, I had her apologize, and they hugged, and they they seemed fine, but I wanted to go a little further than that. I asked her how it would make her feel if someone said they preferred another friend over her. And she said, well, Mommy, it would hurt my heart, which made my heart melt. <laughs> but, um, but I told her, okay, but if it hurt, would hurt your heart if someone said that to you, then how do you think your friend felt when you said that to her? And she you know, said she, it would probably hurt her heart, too. Um, it turned into a productive conversation with my daughter about the fact that she was just sad that that friend switched schools this year so they're not at school together every day anymore. And because she was sad about that, she said something not nice to her friend because I think she can't really figure out the emotions there yet. Um, But we talked about how we love people even when we can't see them every day. And then it makes the time that we get to spend with them even more special because it's not all the time. Um, She was able to relate to that because many of her cousins and my whole family live far away and she doesn't get to see them very often, you know, but she does love them very much. So um, all of that to say, teaching our children to treat others as they want to be treated will help them learn to be compassionate. We can um, also talk to our children about things they can say or do to show compassion for others. People display compassion in many ways. Children can better understand this trait when they have an understanding of what compassionate actions look and sound like. I found this list of things compassionate people say and do from a Polk County School Keys to Character Month, and I thought these would be helpful to go over with our kids. So things compassionate people say. Things like, you look upset. I'm sorry you got hurt. Are you okay? I'm sorry that happened. Let me help. That happened to me once, too. It makes me feel sad for you. I bet that hurt a lot. What can I do to help you? 
and things compassionate people do are notice when others are hurting and show that they feel for them, feel sad when they see someone crying or hurt, console others who are in pain, listen patiently to someone's problems without interrupting, mirror facial expressions of the distressed person, volunteer time and resources to charity, and encourage others to practice compassion. Obviously, you'll have to explain this to your kids depending on their age level, and I think they'll get it more as they get older. But um, I thought that was a good starting point, even for myself, to think about how to say things that are compassionate and act compassionate. I'm one of those people that always wants to just do. I don't want to... I'm not good at sitting and listening because I want to fix it, but that's not always what someone needs when they're seeking compassion. So compassion is an act of love. John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is the ultimate expression of God's love for us. And John 13.34 says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. This relates back to the golden rule and goes back and goes to show us that compassion is not optional. It is a requirement of us as God's people, according to the Bible. Along with that would be forgiveness is an act of compassion. Matthew 6.14 says, for if, you, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So for us, I think this means we need to be quick to forgive, and we need to teach our children to be quick to forgive and not harbor resentment. And we need to all remember that we all make mistakes. We all fall short, and we want others to forgive us and typically forgive us quickly when we are the ones who made the mistake. So before I get into ways specifically to teach um, compassion, we have a quick giveaway. If you have a red asterisk, like a star on your name tag, then this Anne Voskamp book, um, Unwrapping the Great... It's, oh, it's Under Your Chair. Then it's Unwrapping the Greatest Gift is, is for you if you have the... Under Your Chair. Or lift up your cushion if it's a cushion seat. <laughs> We figured you all needed a little moment to get up and move around. If you find it, um, Maxine can uh, give it to you. So while uh, we figure out where that ended up, um, we're going to go over some specific ways to teach our children compassion. Um, As with any other trait we want our children to develop, first and foremost, we must model this trait for them. Um, The biggest way we can do that is to treat our children with compassion, be quick to forgive their mistakes. This doesn't mean there's no consequence, but we truly forgive them and move on. Um, We also need to show compassion to others with the tangible needs, such as food, shelter, or clothing, and show compassion to others who have intangible needs, like sad, lonely, Um, that kind of thing. So here are some specific ways to show compassion um, and to teach our children compassion at Christmas. I'm going to go through a few that are local things we can do and then a couple that are more global. Um, So the first is Operation Christmas Child. I'm sure many of you know what it is. um, And it actually has ended for this year, but you can still build your shoebox online. And the website is um, should be up on the screen and it's in your magazine if you want to look it up. 
Okay, so you can ship it yourself if you do it. Just go on their website and it shows you all the different deadlines. And even if you do fill the box online, you can pick what you want to put in it or your children can. So how it works, in case you don't know, is you get a shoebox. Um, you can either get one of theirs or any shoebox um, or something that size. And you fill it with um, toys and personal hygiene items. And they ship them to children all over the world. Uh, my husband and I have always done... It, even before we had kids because we thought it was, you know, like a fun thing to do with a great purpose. In the past few years, we have included our children. Um, this year, my girls are two and four, and I feel like my four-year-old's really starting to understand that um, that the child we are sending it to likely will not be receiving anything else. Like, this is what they're getting. Um, and I went to a presentation by Samaritan's Purse, who does Operation Christmas Child earlier this year, and it was on the impact Operation Christmas Child has on kids around the world. Um, during the presentation, they spoke about items that are particularly needed and particularly desired, um, and ones that aren't. Those you can look up on their website, but I'll go for the ones that they really do need the most and that the kids want the most. So toothbrushes and toothpaste and soap and a plastic case or something to put the soap in so they don't have to like put it on the ground um, are essentials that many of the children do not have otherwise or may have never had until they receive them from you. Um, in terms of wants, soccer balls are universally the most popular item. Um, the soccer balls can prove different or difficult to send in a shoebox, so they suggested either mini soccer balls or a deflated ball with a small pump, which we were able to find at both Target and Walmart. Um, so this year, we went to Target armed with our list and the boxes to make sure the items would fit. I let the girls pick all their items, though it did require that we include the soccer balls, toothbrushes, and toothpaste. We were able to find the soccer balls, and then each girl could pick, uh, picked out a small fleece blanket that we could roll up and fit in the, um, the box. And then my little one picked blocks for hers, and my older daughter picked pencils, and we bought a little pencil sharpener so they would uh, could use them all the way through. Um, then they each picked two packs of uh, toothbrushes with animals, and I let them pick some soap from my stash at home, um, though I did make sure they picked ones that actually look like soap and not candy to avoid confusion. If you've ever seen the soap I make, a lot of it looks more like edible, and I was afraid with language barriers or something that might be a problem. Um, <laughs> I did write soap in big letters on it, too, so I'm hoping that that will work out fine. But anyways, so then on their website, you can um, fill in some, you can pay shipping and then fill in some tracking information, and you can track where your box goes in the world. Last year, our boxes went to two places in Asia, and we like got a globe out and showed our kids where they went. It took like till late January, early February for the tracking to come up, but it was really neat for them to see where um, it was going. And um, you can write a letter and include your address, and they say you may get something back. We never have, but maybe you would if you did it. So um, that's the first one. The second one is the Angel Tree Project. It was founded in 1982 by an ex-prisoner who witnessed firsthand the strained relationship between prisoners and her children and their children. Um, I read her testimony online when I was preparing for this, and she said that they would have a Bible study um, like throughout the year, and it wasn't very well attended. But around the holidays, they gave out a lot of personal hygiene products, and the women would all go to those ones. And she kind of wondered why, because they had some of those things in the prison and they never, um, she never saw them use them. Then she went to like a family visitation day one day. I don't believe she had any kids yet. And she saw the moms all gave them to their kids. And the kids were thrilled to get something just because it was from their mom. It's not that it was shampoo or whatever, but their mom gave them something. So when she was got out of prison, she set up this ministry in one town starting, and obviously it's an international thing now, but, you know, where they have the kids list 
a toy that they would really like. Um, a church or a school or whoever gets the tree. It has um, angel-shaped ornaments with all of the items. And then you pick a certain angel, you buy that item, and you return it where you got it, where you got the ornament from, and they will give it to that child in the name of their incarcerated parent. So for, um, for that child, that may be the only time they hear anything from that parent all year. Or for that parent, you know, they aren't in a position to be able to get their kids something. So it really helps foster a better relationship among them. Um, when we did it, we let our girls pick the angels off the tree. They both picked someone about their same age. Um, and we went and purchased them. When we returned them, my younger daughter had a hard time giving up the popcorn popper, you know, like one of those things that you push, um, that she picked out. But I'm hoping she will get the concept when she is older. Um, so, uh, the next one I'm going to talk about is Broward Outreach. They have a Pack the Pantry program. Um, if you go to their website and sign up, they will send you a paper bag or multiple bags um, to fill with a list of items they need. And then you fill it, and you can either drop it off or they will come pick it up from you even. I, they just picked up a bunch of stuff from us. Um, you just sign up online. Um, right now, they particularly need canned vegetables, box cereal, canned meat, instant potatoes, coffee, rice, dry milk, sugar, condiment, and water. Condiments and water. Um, they are also need in, in need of six thousand toys this holiday season. Um, the next one is Urban Youth Impact. It's in West Palm Beach, but I, I've heard about it on both Way FM and Reach FM, and I looked it up, and it's an awesome project, I think. The, their Christmas store's mission is to bring dignity back to charity by providing parents the opportunity to shop for free gifts for their children. So what you do is you would purchase a toy. Um, there's a list. It should be up there. And in your magazine, the links are to all of this so that you don't have to frantically write it down, but there's items they specifically need. They set up a whole storefront, and families can go shopping for their children, for their siblings, but there's no cost involved, but they don't have to go, like, they can go shop in private. It's not, like, out in front of everyone, you know, so it's supposed to be, like, a, you know, a dignified way to get to shop for your kids um, and siblings to shop for each other for Christmas. Um, they particularly need educational toys like Leapfrog and that kind of stuff, teen gifts, arts and crafts kits, and gift cards. They also need volunteers to help set up the storefront and to help the day of the shopping. Um, if you go to urbanyouthimpact.com, there's ways to help there and places you can drop the toys off. Um, for, uh, for Kids Gift of Hope, there's not a slide for it because I just found out about it um, after I'd already turned in my PowerPoint. But um, this one provides the foster kids with gifts and gift cards donated through this program ensure that foster families can get the, their foster kids Christmas gifts. Right now, they're specifically looking for gift cards to Target, Walmart, Toys R Us, Babies R Us, Kohl's, and Old Navy. They're accepting them until December 9th. And it's um, for the number four kids, it's hard to say, of sfl.org. Um, if you go on Rio's website, there's a link to it directly, which might be easier. Um, and the last one I'm going to mention, it's not specifically for Christmas, but it's a more global need, and it's needed all year round. And let's be honest, we should be practicing compassion all year round, not just at Christmas. Um, it's called the Pencil Project and Supplies for All. Um, in your bulletin, there will be um, the Pencil Project's website. For some reason, their website was down yesterday, so I also found Supplies for All, which is the same idea. Um Basically, Pencil Project started when a group of kids had donated some items um, 
to uh, a school in Africa and noticed in the picture they sent back that only one kid was holding a pencil and the pencil was about this big. So these students got together and started donating like tons and tons of pencils. And um, it's a good one that you can do with your kids because they could get like their class involved. Pencils are an item that, you know, kids allowance money would allow them to do themselves. Um, and the biggest need is to pay it for the shipping because shipping is incredibly expensive. So um, they also accept donations to go towards shipping. There's other items they need for supplies for all, which is solar lights for studying. Many of the children don't have lights to study by. Um, backpacks, calculators, paper, erasers, and sharpeners. Um, again, their website is up there and in your book, so you can look that one up. And um, so those are all like some specific, tangible things you can take your kids to do this holiday season or year-round. Every single one of these organizations needs help year-round. Um, but those are things you can help, and a lot of them do let kids be involved in one way or another. So that's something you could go do with them. But there are also intangible needs that need to be met at Christmas. Um, you know, showing compassion for someone who is sad or lonely at Christmas. It may be the first year without a certain loved one, or they've moved and they're not near anyone, or they're a first responder and they have to work on Christmas. So here's a few things um, we could do to help. You could bake cookies or bring a meal to local hospitals, police stations, and fire stations on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. You know, most of them have families at home that they don't get to be with because they're serving the rest of us. Um, you can also mail cards or care packages to military serving overseas. One um, organization that helps with that is Holiday Mail for Heroes. It's through the Red Cross, and there's information in your magazine on it. Um, you can also go caroling or bring a Christmas activity to local assisted living facilities. Um, I belong to a mom's group out west where we've partnered up with... Um, a uh, assisted living facility for people with memory issues. And we go once a month and do an activity with them. The kids really love it. The residents there totally love it. And it's, you know, it's like a symbiotic relationship. I love watching it. I just sit back and they all have a great time. Um, also, things you could just do near your house. You could help a neighbor or friend put up Christmas lights, bake cookies, invite someone over for Christmas dinner who you know may not have plans, those kind of things. And here are just some other miscellaneous ways to be compassionate during the holidays. Um, you can have your kids come up with some of their own ideas of how to do something, like play with a friend on the playground if they're alone. Um, or um, for yourself, don't let holiday crowds, traffic, or snowbirds get to you. Um, I'm sure driving here this morning, it took me like an hour instead of my usual 25 or so minutes, and I had to remind myself of that one all morning. Um, when you see all the out-of-state and out-of-country license plates because they all came here from snow, I just have to remind myself that they don't know where they're going and maybe don't drive in rain, but I would think they drive in snow, so I don't know. But um, also remember, Christmas is not a joyous time for everyone. While we wish it was and we know that the true meaning of Christmas is joyful, someone may be dealing with their first Christmas after losing a loved one or there's tumultuous things in their family. Just be considerate and show them grace. And... This is a big one. Um, I need to tell myself this. Give yourself some compassion at the holidays. Um, we tend to get overbooked, and especially as mothers, we have too high of expectations for ourselves. If the cookies for your kid's class party are not home-baked or they're not Pinterest-worthy, you know what? The chances are the kids are still going to love them and eat one too many of them. So you're totally fine. <laughs> and if all else fails, you can see my final slide. You can have a good cry with someone who loves you or needs you, like with your baby sister because Santa is just terrifying. Um, in all seriousness, though, 
May your Christmas be a joyful one, and may you help bring joy to others this Christmas. Thank you, ladies.